Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Last night, oddly compelling for a game that didn't feature a whole lot of touchdowns. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, and two quarterbacks that are not really great, but yet it still nah. was an interesting game, and that's Jets-Raiders. Raiders are now 2-0 and under head coach Antonio Pierce, and the Jets lose, and this kind of pushes them even further out of the fringe of the playoff conversation, Perloff, with Aaron Rodgers yep. and his big funky shoes on the sideline talking to Melissa Stark about how he wants to come back in December. Come back to what? I mean, the <laughs> defense has been great, but you know, if they're not in a playoff hunt, to come back just to say you did is a really short-sighted mission. Absolutely. I, I think the Raiders' win was nice, feel good for Antonio Pierce. Maybe he'll get the head coaching job. But that's not going anywhere. They're five and five, and they're they have really tough games. So probably gonna be five and seven with Miami and KC. The Jets losing that game, which I thought they had, you know, maybe I'm a fool here, but I thought they had a great chance to win that game. I thought they were in control for the first, say, forty minutes of the game. In fact, I'm not quite sure how they did get. They were moving the ball probably better than the Raiders. They just can't get in the end zone, well, which is a major, major thing in today's <laughs> NFL. I know. Thank you for that analysis. I mean, the penalties were terrible. Yeah. And Zach Wilson throwing a pick at the end of the game is basically death taxes and Zach Wilson throwing a pick at the end yeah. of the game. I mean, and to be honest, like Wilson didn't play all that bad. He is, as He's athletic. He has a big arm, but you can always count on him for a mistake. And on the Raiders side of things with Aiden O'Connell, I get why you had to do that, right? You fire Josh McDaniels, so Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt. So you sit down the Belichick former draft pick and whatever. Now that you are possibly looking at a playoff situation, which until they play those games against the Dolphins and the Chiefs, you can't totally rule them out. I know on paper they're big <laughs> underdogs. I get uh, it. Aiden O'Connell is going to beat Patrick Mahomes. I feel safe ruling that out. Well, okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, I know Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, but if Jimmy is healthy, I, I get you want to see what the rookie oh, has. Oh, I see but what you're saying. He, Garoppolo is the better quarterback, right? I mean, mm, I don't think so. Nah, I'm with DJ. Was, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo looked like he needed to retire after watching him play in that Detroit Lions Monday Night Football game. I no, mean, I, I, I think it. he's cooked. I that get was it. He sad. looks washed, but at the same time, like, could you not see Aiden O'Connell getting banged up in a game and Garoppolo comes in and wins the game? I mean, that's been Garoppolo's, like, whole thing. Well, the it? one thing about Aiden O'Connell, I think the reason that he's popular there is because they told him, we're going to throw to Devontae Adams every time. And for some reason, Jimmy G wasn't getting that memo. <laughs> I don't know now why. they don't even, <laughs> they don't even pretend. It's either Josh Jacobs run or yeah. a throw to Devontae Adams. Last night, 13 targets. Yeah. 
Only six catches, but that's partly because of Aiden O'Connell. Actually, and Sauce Gardner, I, Sauce Gardner was Gardner, yeah. doing yeah, a really nice job. But there was one, there were a couple plays where I could see Devontae Adams getting upset with his new friend, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I don't think you can go back to Jimmy G. Because you won this game, no, you it's going to be tough. But I'm just saying, like, who actually gives you a better chance to win? It might. It's definitely not an injured Garoppolo. I'll give you that. But when some of these games, if you're staring at possibly making the playoffs, do you think Antonio Pierce has a better shot of getting this job if they somehow become well, a playoff team? Who Definitely. Really, who gives you the best chance of winning what they did last night? Handed to Josh Jacobs every single that play. But listen, NFL defense coordinators aren't stupid. They can understand. They'll start to creep up and put eight in the box or whatever against yeah. Josh Jacobs. This is not a, for, a long-term formula. Again, great win. You can beat both New York teams. Hooray. Yeah. Now it's time to get to work and see where you really are. This was easily the smartest move that the Raiders have done in years, which is firing their coach before they play the Giants and the Jets. I mean, th- that's how you do it, Perloff. Like, that's the that's the playbook. It's like calling the players-only meeting yeah. before you play the worst team in the league. Of that's course smart. it's going to look like it worked. Uh, the problem is you can't give him too much credit because they clearly should have fired Josh McDaniels in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, from all the stories we're hearing about the building, how he lasted that long being that hated – Unless this is sort of Monday morning quarterback where now everybody hates him. But have you ever seen a fired coach get more flack than Josh McDaniels? I mean, the new thing for this team is smoking cigars yeah. in the play, in the locker room after the game. It's like it's week 10. <laughs> this is not the Super Bowl. This is not we're going to the Super Bowl and you're smoking cigars. I do think you underestimate. You can't make 10 bad first round choices in a row and still have a good team. Yeah. They made so many bad decisions that their roster is not very deep at all. 855-212-4CBS. You're right about that. 855-212-4227. But let us not rain on the bad vibes because everything is going really well in Vegas right now and those fans deserve to have a little fun. Okay, let's get to what we call the hurry-up offense. 30 seconds on every game from yesterday. Jay, you're going to throw out the games. We'll tell you what we thought. Okay, let's get to it. So let's begin in Germany, where Yay. the Colts <laughs> squeaked away with a 10-6 victory over the now 2-8 New England Patriots. The most bizarre end of the game mm-hmm. situation I've ever seen from someone like Bill Belichick, who I feel like should know better. Mac Jones throws, yes, a bad interception. So they bring Bailey Zappi in to run the two-minute drill to try to win the game, and he threw an interception. Like, both these quarterbacks stink. The question is, will Belichick be able to coach the next quarterback that they will inevitably draft? My biggest takeaway from this game is that German Stadium had this cool, retractable roof. Have you guys seen the <laughs> yeah, visual of it? So it made me rethink about, wow, I think a lot of stadiums could have a retractable roof. And they're building a new Bills Stadium. Put that cool stadium uh, roof there. Uh, also, just quickly, Indianapolis, only two of the next seven opponents they have have winning records. Maybe something to keep an eye on. Okay, let's head over to Minnesota where the fighting Joshua Dobbs uh, <laughs> win uh, over the Saints there, 27-19 for the Vikings. Okay, don't put me in the position to say anything negative about Josh Dobbs because I'm the original Josh Dobbs fan in this room. I, I love Josh Dobbs as a person. I love his story. He was great the first half, 18 for 22. I do think you saw a little bit of the downside of having a quarterback who's been there for two weeks <laughs> in the second half. So I, I think... This is exciting, but I'm a little worried that this offense is really going to come together and sustain itself for the Vikings because they were letting New Orleans hang around. 
EJ, you know they are not called the Fighting Josh Dobbses. He's called the Pastronaut, and that's what we're going to go with from now to the end of time. So, so awesome. Uh, they get prime time next weekend, Sunday night game with Josh Dobbs. I think he leads the Vikings to the playoffs. And, Pearl, if I'm surprised for New Orleans, you didn't bring up the fact that your favorite player disappeared from the game plan. Oh, Taysom Hill. Yeah. Derek Carr gets knocked out of the game. Jameis Winston in the game. And you get no of the cool, you know, change of pace guy with Hill. I'm pretty into Jameis as a backup, too. But yeah. I was happy about that. That's entertaining for the whole world. He threw two picks. And easily, if he had another minute left on the clock, could have thrown a third pick. <laughs> That's our second horn. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we're strict over here. Yep. Um, so let's get over to Cincinnati, where you saw rookie sensation C.J. Stroud lead the Texans to a, a late second oh. win over. Excuse me. Yeah, lead Texans, a late second win over the Bengals. There's one thing C.J. Stroud does that I don't think anyone saw coming. He is, when he avoids a rush and runs around and makes plays, I, everyone's been comping him to these stationary quarterbacks. I saw some Patrick Mahomes yesterday. And, of course, I think at some point a lot of young quarterbacks will make a mistake when they move too much, and he finally did. But his mobility is what's surprising to me. I love how he clearly elevates the rest of the roster too. We're talking about C.J. Stroud now as an MVP quarterback. Noah Brown seven receptions, 172 yards. Dalton Schultz, four for 71. Tank Dell, six for 56. Even John Mechie gets into the conversation back from injury. Like, he's got it all. And for the Bengals, this is tough. I'm not used to watching Joe Burrow lose this kind of game. Crazy. You don't bet against Joe Burrow, but yesterday it would have worked. <laughs> I'm Joe! <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay, what else? Okay, let's get to Pittsburgh, a game that almost ended in a fight. So the Steelers yeah, win 23-19 over the Packers. I just don't understand. Kenny Pickett's not getting any better, you know? It's just always the same, not getting any better. Yesterday, 14 for 23, 126 yards, no touchdowns. I guess no picks, too. No nothing. And this Steelers secondary actually gave up some big plays. I... I know they won this game. I'm nervous about this team because I know we've been talking about the offense all season long. This is nothing new, but I, I'm just oh. I'm just not impressed. Sorry. Ran for 200 yards. They didn't need him, but they controlled the game on the ground. Jalen Warren is amazing. Yep. That's how they're gonna they're gonna keep it close. And if they can get a little bit of a lead and run it out on the ground, then Mike Tomlin's thrilled. Also, what happened to the Jordan Love Christian Watson connection? Where no, did that go? <laughs> Jordan Love is great. It's Watson. He is. Not good. I don't know. Love missed a couple throws yesterday. Okay. Here's a game that I keep forgetting actually happened. The Bucks beat the Titans 20-6 to in Tampa. Yeah. Wake-up call here for Will Levis. Um, it's not going to be all 50-yard bombs down the field throwing touchdowns. This was a good performance from the Bucks defense. You get reminded, hey, Todd Bowles can coach a really good defense against a rookie quarterback. This one was all defense. Yeah, Mike Evans dropped an easy touchdown, and then the next drive, he caught a ball at the five-yard line and said, I'm going to make up for it. Just when he wants to take over a game, the wide receiver for the Bucks, he absolutely can. Okay, let's get to the next game here. We'll go to Baltimore with the Browns with a surprise come from behind victory over the Ravens, 33-31. to I think the Browns were the better team on the field. I thought the Ravens got really loose in the second half. I think their their lead was a little bit uh, artificial in that mm. game. And it's, for some reason, this, the outcome, I know the Browns were never leading, did not surprise me. I felt, I felt like the Ravens didn't look tight yesterday. Yeah, the Ravens were asking to give that game away. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time that the, the second time, excuse me, this season, 
that the Browns have rallied for double digit from a double digit deficit to come back and win. They did it against the 49ers, now doing against Baltimore. They had not come back from a 14 point deficit since 2014. It's been like a decade, but this could be the turn here for Cleveland. And that second half from Deshaun Watson was special. I I think the AFC North is going to continue to do this. There's going to be games where they beat each other up. By the way, you guys ever heard of Keaton Mitchell? I learned about him last week. And yeah. Now learned about him second week in a row. Yeah, but the Ravens can't run out a lead. That's a little bit of a problem. They're still a little bit too much Lamar. Yeah, Lamar had a, a pick six in this game. I mean, Deshaun had one too, but his was later. Yes. Let's get to the four o'clock games here. So let's okay. go to Arizona, where Kyler Murray returns triumphantly as the Cardinals beat the Falcons 25 23. I mean, what are we doing here? Before the Cardinals. I told you what was going to happen. I warned you. You could have had the inside track on the number one overall pick and start this thing over. But instead, Murray comes in and did exactly what you'd expect. Make an incredible play out of nothing where they're at third and 10. And he has a 13-yard scramble that actually took like like a 40-yard route. (laughs) I think he always loves running sideways, backwards, every way but (laughs) forwards. And they end up winning the game. And I think long term, this is going to be a mistake. Uh, I think they're, you're right. I do agree with you in theory. But in practice, you get some W's here. You might still be the fourth pick. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. Get another uh, right tackle with the Texans pick. Then you have you have a lot of weapons there. There is a, You're paying this dude, so you might as well consider him at least as a possibility. Kyler Murray, that is. Arguably the most exciting game from the weekend. You have the Lions beating the Chargers 41-38 at SoFi Stadium. I loved everything about this game. I love <laughs> watching the Lions offense. I love when Justin Herbert plays well. This was my favorite game of the weekend. And I'm actually kind of glad that Justin Herbert didn't have an opportunity to blow it at the end. Because I think <laughs> oh, people geez. were waiting. No, I'm not saying he blow it. I think Justin Herbert is way too unfairly criticized for fourth down, uh, fourth quarter meltdowns. When, to me, it's obviously the coaching staff. And actually, Brandon Saley didn't get a chance to screw it up either because the, the Lions just won that game. But I don't know what I take away from that for the Lions. Wait, uh, so you're basically saying because Dan Campbell decided to go for it on yeah, fourth and two. And he saved the Chargers sa- from chartering. saved the Chargers from chartering. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I question real on that game. Are you taking anything away as the Lions as a real competitor after that game? Or are you worried about the fact that they got torched on defense? Oddly, I'm not that worried about them getting torched on defense, even though they did. But Herbert was awesome yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it, he, yeah, he didn't have an opportunity. He did not have an opportunity to win the game, but he was excellent. They went throw for throw against each other. Thoroughly entertaining. And maybe the kind of game that gets Brandon Staley fired. You're supposed to be the defensive guy. Let's get to Jerry World, where the Cowboys beat down the New York Giants 49-17. to Yeah. Thorough, oh, sorry, is this me? Thorough domination here from Dallas. I mean, it took a minute in the first quarter. They got stopped at the goal line, but then after it felt like they were off to the races and it felt like they were making a point in this game. Clearly, the Giants were inferior competition, but they wanted to pad stats for CeeDee Lamb. They wanted big stats for Gallup. They wanted big stats for Dak Prescott. They got their wish. And uh, Brandon Cooks all yes, of a sudden I'm sorry, Cooks shows as up. Well. CeeDee Lamb. Now it's interesting to me. You have a three-way race as MVP candidates a wide receiver mm. because I think Tyreek Hill's an MVP candidate. I think A.J. Brown is arguably the MVP of the Eagles. Now C.D. Lamb is becoming that guy. I, I'm fascinated by him. He's so good. That one-handed catch was amazing yesterday. Then again, the Giants. You know. Let's go to Seattle where the Seahawks squeaked away a 29-26 victory over the Commanders. Gosh, honestly, 
I don't understand anything about the Seahawks. I'm, <laughs> I'm not like going to lie to you. On the edge, I, I'm you not going to lie to you. I am. I want to buy into the Seahawks, but the fact that they, they let the Commanders hang around, I'm not sure the Seahawks are an elite team. I don't care about the Commanders. They're fine. That's all set up for the future. Uh, the Seahawks, I, I want to see a little more. Man, they win these close games. Yeah. I, I don't know how they do it. Again, it feels like someone, like they're driving a really fast car with a blindfold on. <laughs> like, where <laughs> is this going to go? Is Gino going to be good? Is he going to not be good? Is the defense going to make a play? I have no clue. All I know is that they're 6-3 and three with the same record as the 49ers right now. Yeah, but is it they do or 6-3 with the same record as the 49ers, but they don't feel like two similar teams. They're not on the no, same footing right don't. now at all. And finally, the Sunday night game that we talked about at the top of the hour here. You got the Raiders beating the Jets 16 to 12. Do you Ooh. think NBC Jets. <laughs> Do you think NBC was right to keep that game in primetime? I've been thinking about this. It did feel like a JV game. You saw Aiden O'Connell against Zach Wilson. It was not an NFL caliber game. But I think they probably did the right thing because it was fascinating. Well, we can't do more Chargers in primetime. Is that who would have taken over this? Lions-Chargers? Could you have gotten that Houston game? Houston-Cincinnati was the game of the day. It was stuck at 1 o'clock. Yeah, but we didn't know that was going to be the game of the day. (laughs) Well, I mean... The the Bengals were a a 6.5 point favorite. You have to flex like three weeks out. 6.5 point favorite. Yeah, but there was any game. There were so many better quality games. There were so many at least 500 or 500 above teams. I thought 49ers-Jags would have been the one to flex. Yeah, 49ers-Jags. And that ended up not being a game, so. Yeah, anything could have flexed that. It was good, but this is this is low-quality NFL. And I, it was interesting watching Collinsworth and the gang try and dress that game up. No, this was like, if, if you had told that, if you had told me, like, Antonio Pierce, could he, like, coach this game, world peace, like every kind of hunger crisis, like they made it seem like Antonio Pierce could solve every problem that exists in humanity today. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Because they were pro Antonio Pierce? Oh, yeah. I mean, they gave him tons and tons of credit and listen, deserves it, you know, totally fine. I'm, you know, I think it's great that he has changed the vibe in, in Vegas, but the way that Collinsworth was laying it on so thick for Antonio Pierce, I was like, wow, is this guy going to run for president? Uh-huh. He could win with Collinsworth the, the as his that, megaphone. The line that stood out to me was when he was like, Mark Davis didn't just want a play caller. He wanted a leader. Yeah, right. And now he's got him. <laughs> then you cut like, to Mark Davis in the box. You're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Mark Davis now, he got a fresh lineup. His hairline's looking great. Did you like, see that? that? He got a new different. haircut. But that goatee yeah. thing he's got going on, I don't know if you could even see it because it's so light. Did you see his facial hair? I mean, look, I've been so focused on the fact that he finally got a decent haircut that he can do no wrong at this point for me. It's funny. They went shorter with it. It's like up higher. Yeah, but he's got, he's got a real... But he's got a real lineup on the sides yeah. now, so it's not like this like little oval thing that he was doing for the last however many yeah, years. Yeah, bowl cut is what it's called. Who who do you think got to him? I think it might have been Antonio Pierce. About the I'm, hair? Yeah, no. maybe I sound like Chris Collinsworth, but I'm going to give him credit. I mean, look, Antonio <laughs> Pierce is probably a guy that didn't have a lot of face time with the owner. And he probably said, look, when it comes down to our image, and he talked a lot, or at least Collinsworth talked a lot about how, hey, we got to get away from being no. the Patriots way and being the Raiders way. <laughs> and Antonio Pierce talked about, I'm from Compton. I'm all about NWA. Like, I'm sure he said, look, brother, thank you for this job. <laughs> but I think the first thing we got to do to help no. this image out is change is the, hair. the hairline. I'll, I'll handle the cigars. You handle the hairline. Wait, but wait. It's a great theory. Here's how I think that might have actually went down in practice. First of all, I think he did talk to the owner a lot, which is why he's the coach now. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were going to dinner together, and I think he was did have a, a, a straight line to the owner. There's two ways you can handle this. One, you just have the barber show up 
and be like, hey, the barber's here. Like, hey, you want to get something new? And everyone's like, yeah, do it, you know, or something like that. The second thing, you get to the girlfriend. Mm. And the girlfriend, mm. you're like, hey, you got to get a different haircut. And then she somehow gets him to get a new haircut. Give it three weeks. Davis is, has a fade chain and an NWA hat. <laughs> My hope is that yeah, like like Davis ends up looking like you know like uh, Norman Osborn from Spider Man, where he's got like the red hair, but he's got the waves and the fresh lineup. Like <laughs> like if Mar Davis gonna pull off that look. Like I think to me the Raiders are going all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> this I, is it. I don't know what game you guys are watching. You must have some alternate feed. Mark Davis looked like the same Mark Davis on the sideline last night. Everybody on my Twitter feed was making fun of how bad he looked. No, but he did get a new haircut. You can tell the hair is different. About the lineup. What? The lineup in the front. Normally, yeah. he has, like, this oval lineup. And, and now on the sides, it actually looks put together. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So he cut it on the sides a little bit? Yeah, the yeah. lineup has been it, it's it's not exactly Jimmy G. haircut. Like, there's a lot of things going wrong, but the lineup is by far the worst. <laughs> and he at least fixed that. So we're, we're on the right track here. You said it's not Jimmy G. Well, he can't change faces. I mean, this isn't like we're not sending him under the knife. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I mean, it's a pair of scissors. It's not a scalpel. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think like Mark Davis is probably paying that barber who has been doing his haircut poorly. Probably $200 a haircut probably. More. Like, and, and think about that. Like, who's getting paid more to do a worse job than Mark Davis all is the all, all the fired coaches. Brian Dable, <laughs> Brian Dable is the Jimbo answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Dable. We got a few candidates there. Coming up, speaking of fired coaches making out like bandits, we've got that for you next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> that was Cowboys Radio. <laughs> what does that mean? The touchdown celebration. Oh, he's. Oh, I didn't see the touchdown. What did he do? Walk the dog. I don't know which touchdown they were referring to, actually, mm-hmm. on this one. 11 sure catches. end around. For 151 yards and one touchdown, just one touchdown for CeeDee Lamb. Is that because he was walking so slowly into the end zone that it looked like he was walking? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He had a rushing touchdown, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure that play was the end around. Okay, there you go. Yes, 14-yard touchdown run. There you are. Uh, That's pretty cool. CeeDee Lamb, telling you guys, another. if you're going to have a wide receiver MVP, this is your Tyree Kills, your front runner, obviously. But I think, who's the MVP of the Cowboys offense? Is it Dak or CeeDee Lamb? Um, I know the quarterback always gets it, but without C.D. Lamb, that quarterback is in big trouble. Well, let's do our Cowboy Quickie, shall we? All right, well, here is Dak Prescott talking about his number one wide receiver, C.D. Lamb. We put a lot of work into this thing, uh, going well uh, well back into the spring. Um, really in the past years, but just knowing coming in this year after last year, what we worked on, uh, what we started, uh, we just knew that we could continue to get better, and we're just showing it, showing it, and this guy's special. He makes my job easy. I mean, it looked easy yesterday. Again, 11 catches, 151 yards, a passing touchdown, receiving touchdown, rather, a rushing touchdown. It was thorough domination. Yeah. CD is the first Cowboys receiver to get 600 yards in a four-game stretch of all time. He's going to fly up the charts. I'm obviously it's a different era, but he's going to probably be the most productive Cowboys receiver of all time if this keeps up. He's become a superstar. I mean, he's now a face of the league. I thought he was incredible against the Eagles in a losing effort, and the Cowboys have kind of a light schedule a few games here. I think the Cowboys stock is going to go way up. At Carolina, Washington, Seattle, then it gets Philly at Buffalo, at Miami, Detroit, Washington again. 
Some um, easy defenses. Tough games, easy defenses in there. You know, Detroit, Washington, you can rack up a lot of yards there. That's your Cowboy Quickie. <laughs> I do think, though, that the thing about the Cowboys is these two major wins against the Giants just stand out so much. I wonder if people are smart enough to see the mm. sort of stat padding that went on. Nope. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if it ends up kind of hurting them. You know, it's like, well, you did all this. It's great. But, you know, you basically just you ran up the score on a Giants team that could barely get a first down. Well, the Panthers are going to run up even more scores. I just don't think the public views it like that. I think yeah, they forget who they're playing. And then they look at the overall stat line and you sit back. And you're like, wow, Dak Prescott should be in the MVP conversation <laughs> just because of the numbers. Honestly, as good as Dak was yesterday, I thought he played a better game in a losing effort to the Eagles mm. because he threw that terrible pick early in the game against the Giants. And what does that prove? I think what you're saying is the same thing I'm saying. What does that prove torching the Giants? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Andrew Bogus is here with some headlines. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Raiders-Jets was 3-3 in terms of field goals through three quarters of Sunday Night Football. Somebody finally got in the end zone early in the fourth. Snap, fakes it to Jacobs, looks to the Throw left, the has to get out of the backfield, lobs it to the back corner, jump ball, caught! Touchdown, Raiders! Michael Mayer took it over a Jets defender and a jump ball, and the Raiders take the lead. Holy cow! His first career touchdown is a beauty. It's good to be on Raiders Radio, Jason. Nora <laughs> was the call there. Man, they've really been locked up over there, yeah, huh? That was an amazing touchdown. It was just definitely not a play design call. Like, no, not even a little bit. The <laughs> no. offensive coordinator can't get any credit for this, or Antonio Pierce for that matter. I know they want to give credit for every single thing for the sun coming up yesterday, but that was just him, Mayer, making a play. The Jets would kick their fourth field goal shortly thereafter, but Zach Wilson was then picked off at the Raider 15 with 74 seconds left. Vegas survived a Hail Mary to win 16-12. Robert Sala's team might have won if it didn't commit eight penalties for 83 yards. They know what the rules are. Um, they're just coming at the worst times, obviously. So, so they know <laughs> not to do it, but they keep doing it. This oh. is how to blame your players 101. Oof, one of the penalties <laughs> to get a Breeze Hall touchdown run. Others forced the Jets to settle, to settle for those field goals. They're now 4-5 and five with the Bills and Dolphins coming next. Uh, EJ, I'm going to defend your Jets. That Uzama holding call on the breach, that was garbage. That was hot I mean, garbage. Uzama no. holds so much that, like, maybe maybe it was bad, but I'm just, I'm so tired of Uzama. I don't know, but why are you calling that on a two-yard run? He's sort of he half tackled the, the guy who would have tackled oh, the ball. God, no way. That was such a weak. First of all, any running you are hold, ama- I love Every you. only <laughs> call on a run play is weak to start with by definition. That one was particularly. But that almost felt like to me, I know not everybody watches that game, but that almost felt like, you know, oh, you're a repeat offender, a guy who constantly holds oh. and constantly gets dumb penalties. So that hold, if it's close, they're going to throw it on Uzama. That hold is 200 times a game you see holds as egregious as that. That There's no reason to call that. I don't even know why that. <laughs> <laughs> a two year, first of all, a two yard run. What does a hold do? And I, I just think it's the most. He tackled Max Crosby, who was going to choose tackled. chasing Brees Hall. Tackled. He barely. He put his arm up. Yeah, Max Around Crosby his probably... back and pulled him down. Oh, get out of here! But but by your logic, then there should never be a penalty called again. I, <laughs> I don't like holds on run on a two yard run play. A hold is garbage. Generally. I will say this: like in that Cowboys game, I mean, there was a play where Dak Prescott ran for a touchdown, and it was so clear that Kayvon Thibodeau was held, and the ref's looking right at it, and he did not care. Yeah. That was one of those, let's just get out of here, and let's just get <laughs> in as quick as possible. Dak basically, Smart. like, you know, he walked into the end zone, too. Crazy. The ref sea parted.
Uh, it doesn't have to be so dramatic, but that's how the Steelers win. 23-19 over the Packers yesterday. They've now won the last nine games decided by eight points or less. I'm really just appreciative of the mindset of our group, man. They just they, they want to make the significant plays and the significant moments, and it's a good thing. Because uh, these games are always tight. Mike Tomlin's defense picked off Jordan Love twice in the final 320. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren combined for 183 yards and two scores on the ground. Pittsburgh, though, did lose linebacker Quan Alexander to a likely torn Achilles in the win tonight. Um, sorry, we have a had a disagreement about this. I think the Steelers are setting up to be this year's Vikings. And by that, I mean a team that wins close games. And then if they do make it to the playoffs, which they could, they're just going to they're gonna lose in the first round. Like, it's going to be, oh, your luck ran out. There's also the debate of whether or not they're winning because of Mike Tomlin or in spite of Mike Tomlin. Or Kenny Pickett what? or Matt Canada. Yeah. Why do people always do that with Mike Tomlin? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people in Pittsburgh who think that they're overcoming things that he's partially to blame for. Mainly Matt Canada, though. Is there like other the stuff? offensive philosophy being so... Well, and just like, because like last year, I thought he should have gotten Coach of the Year votes, not won it. And I did a sportsman on it, and I got, for me, a lot of response from Pittsburgh people going, they're the reason why, he's the reason why they were 4-8. and eight. So now when they're 8-8, eight and eight, you can't say huh. he's Coach of the Year. And the same thing's happening now. People think that he's part of the problem, not the guy fixing and overcoming the problems. I just don't. Like, you look at their roster. I just don't see. Uh, I know Maggie had them in the Super Bowl. I just don't see a twelve no, I did, thirteen I did. win. Oh, sorry. I don't see a twelve thirteen win team. Like, and they're six I, like, and three right now. Yeah. 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 Like I like you're talking about. You know, coaching jobs and look. Every team every week can complain about the decision their coaches make. Right. But do you look at the Steelers and say yeah. this Except is for a Dan team Campbell. that's six and three but should be eight and one? If there no. was an elite quarterback. Yes, definitely right, super. Right. If you and I, have, I got suckered in by preseason, EJ. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Me too. They were scoring <laughs> points Pickett, nonstop. There's a formula in the NFL. A lot of rookies jump to the second year, and somehow Kenny Pickett took a gigantic step backwards, which is bizarre to me. But if he had to, if he had improved by 40%, which we see all the time, maybe then right, can you see Right, but when it? you see Kenny Pickett struggle and you see the play call from Matt Canada, do you look at that and say, well, if we – play these games better or coach these games yeah. better, we would have won a bunch of games. Like I, I don't I don't see that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm with you. If I had a team, I'd fire my head coach to make Mike Tomlin my coach. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a pretty mm-hmm. strong group in Pittsburgh who think he's as much a well, part of the as anybody. And I guess I, you could fire Matt Cavanaugh if you want to hold that. Matt Canada, Canada yeah. I guess, him. I, I always thought that the criticism for Tomlin came in the playoffs. That's where, I mean, mm. bad loss against the Denver Broncos, which is probably like the one that I think people look back to. Um and a couple a couple early exits in the playoffs when they shouldn't have. I feel like that's a cowboy thing. Everyone kills a cow. Well, I don't hear course. a lot of Tomlin. Tomlin Steeler fans. Yeah, talk about that. Well, I mean, they had knuckleheads all over that building. They had this great veteran defense that won a Super Bowl, got to another. Then they had yeah, they had Tony Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I mean, at a certain point, character is going to come into it. They had all Credit the talent. Credit for Tomlin to keep everybody, well, sort of on the field. He basically kept everyone on the field until the very end with Antonio Brown. But that's why I thought you couldn't win, because they mm. would they would sabotage you. All right, what else? Uh, we're still firing college coaches today. Zach Arnett is reportedly out at Mississippi State after Texas A&M gave Jimbo Fisher the boot, and Boise State dismissed Andy Avalos yesterday. Arnett and Avalos said to be owed $84.39. It is 76 <laughs> mil for Jimbo. Did you know that he's the new Bobby Bonilla now, too? Yeah. It's not going to yeah. be one lump sum for Jimbo. They learned their lesson. They, the A&M boosters, learned their lesson 
when they had to pay Kevin Sumlin about $10 million in a lump sum back in 2018. So now they're prorating it. So they basically pay him a little bit from now to eternity. And I cannot believe that no matter what he does mm-hmm. this day forward, he gets every cent of that. Yep. There's it doesn't no offset, offset language. No. If he has a new job, nothing. He's going to get that on top of any other coaching salary he gets the rest of the way. By the way, Zach Arnett did give a $4 million buyout, too, or something. <laughs> oh, I couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. $89 sounded better. <laughs> Zach Arnett for $4 million, That's crazy, too. Like, I didn't it, know he was the coach until today. Yeah, Will yeah. Arnett's the only Arnett I'm familiar with <laughs> these days. Honestly, I just want to be a fired Texas A&M coach. Please, I would give anything. Uh, the Victor Webanyama Rookie of the Year campaign took a hit last night. He and the Spurs blew an early 19-point yes. lead, lost to the Heat 118-113. It's now a five-game skid for Greg Popovich's young men. It's a championship team, uh, and uh, too many mistakes, a little bit of sloppiness on some passes. It creates some turnovers, some undisciplined fouls, and it adds up. Wemby scored 18, but was 8 for 22 from the field. And the Columbus Crew scored three goals in the first 33 minutes to beat Atlanta United 4-2 to win their third and final game. Up next, a one-game Eastern Conference semifinal with Orlando City. Guys, back to you. I have a new savior on my Victor Wembanyama bet. Putting all my eggs in the Chet Holmgren basket mm. to win Rookie of the Year and save me from driving to San Antonio. Seems to be a little narrative. He's the hot guy. Oklahoma City looks pretty good. They can win. I don't like, know here's how Here's another people... tall, skinny dude. Yeah. Yeah. How do people vote on Rookie <laughs> of the Year? If you have a winning playoff team, does that help Chet Holmgren? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it didn't um, help Carmelo Anthony. He won a, his team was the playoffs, and they still gave it to LeBron. So if that happens, well, we that... could have a part two of that, really. Yeah, I mean, LeBron was pretty good. I know, but Carmelo Anthony, him and his, Carmelo's numbers were almost even, and Carmelo's team had like a 30-win increase that year, and they still gave it to LeBron James. Um, it's funny. I See, I hate this because as a Gonzaga fan, I love Chet Holmgren, and I've been rude for Chet Holmgren, and I was upset when he got hurt. But now that we're on this show in Pearl Office, Mr. Anti Wemby, now yeah. what, I got to root against Chet Holmgren because now you become a Chet Holmgren guy? Like, how is this going to do? I'm a Gonzaga fan. Listen, what am I, am I supposed to go to Oscar Thompson? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> that, but that's for you got Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson will come back eventually. Like, you got other rookies. You got to take my guy. Brandon Miller got hurt yesterday. Oh, great. I forgot about that. <laughs> and that was a Nick game, too. Let's go next. Uh, by the way, just a little statistic to make you nervous. Chet Holmgren shooting 55%. Victor Wembanyama 44%. He's a stud. I know this. And this has now got me worried because I may have to root against Chet Holmgren, something I never thought I'd have to do. Thank you. We're really off. comparing shooting percentages for guys who are seven foot four and above. Have you ever <laughs> driven for 27 hours straight, Maggie? You would do the same thing. <laughs> Good gosh. All right. Thank you, Bogish. Let's go to the phones quickly. 855-212-4CBS. Our pal Hung's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Hung. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Amazing. How are you? Yeah, good, great, great. I uh, want to talk about a Michigan scandal that, that you guys talked about this morning, and you know I disagree with you, but I agree with Prolock. You know, everybody down there doing the same thing, like still inside and all that stuff, but why did they target Coach Harbaugh? Because you know why he's doing so well. So I got one word for all y'all haters out there. Stop being hater. Jealousy. Don't be, don't be jealous because they're doing well. Michigan get a better team. And I'm sure your show doing so well, you're going to have a lot of haters out there, too. Yeah. So all the haters, stop being a hater. You know what I'm saying? Hung. I 100% know what you're saying, Hung. That's amazing. Thank you for that. I think we needed that on a, on a Monday, too. Thank you. Like a little life lesson, you know? This isn't just about sports. It's like a religion.
Yeah. Stop hating everybody. You go out there and you wear pleated khakis and you make fun of the opposing coach when you win a game. It's going to catch up to you. <laughs> you I, yeah, stop being a hater. Man, it's funny. I like you, Hung's attitude, though. You talked about EJ being in an uncomfortable spot rooting for somebody. I'm full on rooting for Michigan. I'm just going to say it right now. I want them to beat Ohio State. And I love it. I'm actually an Ohio State fan. But, no, 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 oh, no. I love you're Ohio. Penn State fan. No, no, I have lots of fandoms. Uh, you, can't, you cannot say those words and say you're rooting for Michigan. You're a Penn State fan. Well, you I'm said not that's like, Philly's team, which was then debunked by our well, boss, who's yeah, also but, from Philly. But the quarterback and the wide receiver at Ohio State are both from Philadelphia. So that gives me a big in, I'm a big Ryan Day fan. Think he's underrated. Come on, I get, I, I get Ohio. You State. cannot you step don't. foot into Ohio saying you, you root for Ohio State, but now you're rooting for Michigan. I don't root for like an Ohio State Buckeyes fans root for him, but I'm a fan of the program because they they have a Philly connection. Okay, <laughs> don't don't show up in Columbus anytime soon. <laughs> but I'm a huge I, wait. I love Blake Corum. I love his story. I remember from the high school documentary. He's awesome. Yeah, I, you're right. That is a little weak. I'm not. I'm not anti-Michigan. I'm not going to be in a commercial on ESPN rooting against Michigan. I mean, look, Blake Corman seems to have a great story. There are guys on that team. I'm sure you can root for. You know who doesn't like Blake Corman's story or doesn't want to root for Blake Corman in that team? People from Ohio. <laughs> I, just, I would. I would avoid that. Perloff, it just it looks a certain type of way when you're like, I love Penn State, and then they lose to Michigan. You're no, like, no, no, nope, no. I love Michigan. <laughs> you know look what? at my Twitter feed. I said very clearly, if. When Ohio State played Penn State, I said, if Ohio State wins, I'm an Ohio State fan because of Kyle McCord. Yeah. And if Penn State loses, I'm off the Penn State. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only one. Did you guys see the video? You can't really air it. um, But it's James Franklin who's walking through the tunnel after the game, and the fans are just booing the absolute bejesus out of him. And I get it. I mean, right now, what is he – Four and sixteen against Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. Uh, he's not getting fired. His buyout is huge too, and I actually think Penn State cares about that kind of thing. I know he fired his offensive coordinator yesterday, but you're an offensive. You're coach with an offensive background. You know they're cycling through offensive coordinators and wide receivers coaches at Penn State. Like I blame crazy. The, I blame the fans here. Like, what on earth did you expect to happen on Saturday? They've have got you a been five star quarterback? Have you been paying attention at all? Of course, James Franklin is going to blow that game. But the dude does put up double di- digit win seasons. I don't think the expectation in Penn State is the same as Alabama. You know, you're not going to. I don't. I don't think you fire the coach because you don't win a title. I, I mean, don't even know what you're. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you could string together five, ten win seasons in a row for Penn State, that might be, might be enough. I think people are getting a little anxious over there. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Of course, we do have, yes, more head coaches being shown the door. We'll get you all the latest. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Maggie and Perloff here on CBS Sports Radio. Jimbo Fisher fired. Kind of surprising because the money, but not at all. It was going to be a matter of when, not if Jimbo was going to get shown the door. But still, when you read $75, million, $76 million to go away, it still is jarring Perloff to the point where we know that there's a lot of money in college football. And now it's like you get your nose rubbed in just how yeah. much ridiculous money is in this sport. But we've been debating what do they do about this for all coming into the season. Yeah. We were wondering, are they going to pay out? Jimbo Fisher, I, I'm not quite sure. Is it the coach or is it the program or what went wrong here exactly? Because I maybe I'm an idiot. I thought Jimbo Fisher was a pretty good coach when he won the title at Florida State. Well, I think what happened was there was a extension that happened for Jimbo Fisher, right? He was may, maybe outperforming his contract at the very beginning. Mm. And then once the extension hit, he basically stopped winning in the SEC, stopped beating Power 5 schools, and the irony is they were recruiting better than ever because they have so much money. <laughs> Obviously, they're paying the coach 70-plus million to go away. And they weren't winning on the field. And now with a, what do they have, four and six record or whatever? So, or six and four record, pardon me. So I think it's a, it's a matter of expectations. And when you gave that massive extension to Fisher, you were thinking title team. Uh, yeah, and you have, you have a lot of... You have a lot of money in that program. You could play a lot in NIL. I'm not sure they've gotten their NIL program totally underneath them, but they should be able to outbid anybody on anything because of the oil money down there. They're one of those teams, by the way, never should have joined the SEC. That's a warning shot for Texas and Oklahoma because as good as they are, their schedule is ridiculous every year. So I think it's a hard spot, but I tell you, I think that's a bit of a sleeping giant at A&M. I think if they get the right quarterback and the right coach there, they can do some damage. I think that's the question. A, can you buy a title? And especially a, a team that does not have like this really big tradition of winning. Can you buy a title? And then two, is this an attractive place to take a job? I, I, it's attractive because you'll get super rich no matter what. But your reputation might be left in tatters. Why? Wow. Uh, I mean... Besides Jibo Fisher, I don't think I don't think it left Kevin Sumlin in tatters. Maybe not, but like if you are expected to go there to win, right? And that's not possible at a place like A and M. If that's just not a program that's going to win a national title, but then maybe you're G- always going to look like you fell short. But maybe Jimbo lowered the bar a little bit so they can bring in maybe a more of a younger coach, maybe an up and coming coach, try and find the next guy instead of just going for a big name like Jimbo. Maybe I I just think that. What's the real expectation? Again, I'd yeah. love to take this job. Pay me. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think with Texas A&M, they got to be realistic about who they are, yeah. right? I mean, this is a program that doesn't have a winning culture. They haven't been ever an elite program. And they keep thinking that they're going to just buy their way 
to a championship when we see that that's not the formula. I mean, Kevin Sumlin didn't work. uh, Francione didn't work. Mike Sherman didn't work. Like, I just think that Texas A&M moving as if that they're one of these elite programs Hmm. is just fantasy land. They're clearly not. We've seen this now for over 20 years. Well, that one year with Johnny, they basically expanded the entire stadium because Johnny Manziel had two good seasons. Right. That was two seasons. Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! Today is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. And the Casamigos was flowing this weekend. Today's shot of the day is us getting duped by Andrew Bogish. We all agree the audience is way tougher than we are. Just I think we've acknowledged that. that. Yeah. We've yeah. acknowledged that many, many times. We're not, there's no heroes on this show. We're not, there's a reason, no martyrs here. Yeah, there's a reason that we're doing sports talk radio and we're not firemen. We're not tough. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not tough dudes here. <laughs> we would not be able to handle even the first day on the job. Um, Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Used to be a fireman. It was too, you were a fireman? It was too boring. So what? I switched to radio. No, yeah, of course right. not. I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> he said that so convincingly. <laughs> I'm also Bogus. an actor. And see. Maybe a volunteer fireman? I could see that. Not even a little bit. I would be denied. Why did we all think that Bogus honestly was a fireman? What's gotten into us? Let's quickly get in Caleb. He's in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Wants to weigh in on Mike Tomlin. Caleb, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, my spidey senses went up when I heard the Steelers discussion. Um, I... <laughs> I'm always, I'm an Arden Tomlin defender, and it was interesting when you guys talked about people in Pittsburgh not liking the fact that, you know, thinking the Steelers might be winning in spite of Tomlin rather than because of him, and I think it's smaller than you think it is. Okay. The amount of people that actually think that. Got it. Um, I think a lot of people are conscious of Matt Canada, that he's been holding the offense back with the anemic play calling. Uh, Prolock, you're not alone in buying into the off-season hype, but it's, it's the preseason hype, but it is the preseason, and Pickett obviously has looked, looked way worse. This is a bottom 10 roster in the NFL, maybe even lower. I think the offense is awful outside of – the entire team is awful outside of T.J. Watt. Um, and uh, Mike Tomlin's the top three coach in the NFL. The fact that he hasn't had a losing season at all – it's amazing. Really Caleb, I'm so sorry. We snuck we snuck in the call at the end. I, I'm sorry. We're up against it. Thank you for making that point. I think people look at Tomlin and say, the last playoff game you won was 2016 season. I think they It's been upset. a while. They say you keep winning with a bad team. We got to go. Thank you, EJ Stewart. Thank you to Manny Rodriguez, Andrew Bogish, Andrew Kaplan, Weedos, Coffee Drinkers. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.